All right, hello, and welcome back to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I'm rolling to the rescue. And I'm David. Oh, how I've missed this adorable little show. Well, we, we are back on uh, we are back on Griffin Rock. I guess it's been fifty two weeks. It's been a year, if not more. Wow. Because we had fifty two episodes. Or wait, sorry, twenty six. It has not been a year. It's been twenty six. Twenty six episodes of the last season. I was gonna say, yeah, I was pretty sure yes. we 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 don't have long seasons anymore. No, we hadn't seen a season that long since. I don't know. Right. The other robots in disguise. Yes. God, Unicron Trilogy had seasons that long, didn't it? Oh, they did. They did. I think <sighs> Robots in Disguise might have only been like 40-something. They absolutely did not have enough ideas for all of that time, but they <laughs> sure did make their best effort. I'd argue Cybertron in the design stage did have enough for that. They just didn't use them. Yeah. Oh, they sure didn't. <laughs> But no, we are going anyway. back to Riven Rock, and I guess I thought it was a long time because it has been three years story time since we left Griffin Rock. Uh, yes. What's time skip? Time skip. I mean, not quite like a uh, a G1 season two to season three level time skip. But No, uh, we're, we're not dealing with like Cody's annoying son. Yeah. No, I guess not, but... Uh, yeah, this is the first episode of season four, the 79th episode overall, and unfortunately, this is the last season of Rescue Bots. However, but there, there will be more. Yes. As, as from something that we're establishing in this very episode. Yes! I'm surprised. That was cool. Yeah, so this uh, this first aired uh, April 23rd, 2016, written by frequent Rescue Bots writer Nicole Dubuck. Yay. Who, uh, last seen in these parts, uh, writing the season finale, so... Uh, but she will go on to write for Rescue Bots Academy, and uh, she is also writing on Transformers Earthspark. Yes. Which I think She's she... on that actually also uh, doing voice work That's on right. Earthspark. Because as noted, she uh, she did start as a child actress. She was the, the little girl on Major Dad. <laughs> oh, yes. Sadly, her, her voice casting ruined a uh, a shipping possibility because I guess those characters are supposed to be sisters. Ah, yes indeed. Oh, oh she's the seekers? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. I still haven't watched Beyond. I despite buying a DVD with the first 10 episodes, I haven't gone further yet. It's good. Part of me doesn't want to until we get there, but I'll probably see some of it before we get there. Mm. You should go watch Bot Bots then. <laughs> but I, uh, we'll get to that too. Not soon enough. Never soon enough. Oh, so yeah, it, it, it has been three years. Uh, as you recall, last time Optimus Prime said, "Hey, rescue bots, you should reveal your true natures to the humans." It's been it, it's been uh, like twenty six weeks. I forgot about that. Yes, and three years later, uh, we we haven't quite got to that yet. Yeah. Heat wave is just like we'll, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. We have uh, we've revealed ourselves to these humans who already knew who we were. Now, as to how this lines up with the end of Prime and Robots in Disguise, try not to think about it too hard. I, I would think mark. this happens after Prime, but it def- 
Um, four robots in disguise, maybe? The, the the cameo in this is going to raise some questions, and then we're going to have a guest appearance later in the season that will raise further questions. <laughs> oh, right. Best not yeah. to think about it too hard. Mm. You know what okay, would be cool would wait. be if we had all this stuff that took place in the same continuity, except actually that's very difficult to pull off. Yes, as it turns out. Well, wait, when did the ep- did the episode come out after Rescue Bots or after Robots in Disguise? Uh, around the same time as Rescue as Robots in Disguise. Okay, when it was started. So, so, so we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But right now, we're in Griffin Rock, and the Chief Burns, you know, he's planned to retire. It's time. It's time to retire. You know, he's getting old. He can't uh, can't keep up with kids anymore, especially since uh, his son now has a notably different character model. Yes. Well, slightly different. It's, it's noticeably different. Yes. And also, the, his voice actor sounds noticeably older. Yes. I don't know if... Well, I was going to say, I don't know if he sounds as older as Russell's does, but it's no. not so much that his voice is cracking, but he does sound a little bit older. No, I mean, this This is the. Oh. This is what you have to deal with if you are not uh, hiring your standard voice actor for a small boy, which is a middle-aged Canadian woman. Yes. <laughs> Learn lessons. You got to... Bring in those uh, middle-aged Canadian woman, women. They aren't getting work otherwise. Well, we got Frankie. Well, the girl. No. Yeah. Also voiced by like an actual like small uh, young girl. Yes. What I thought for. Wait. Thought we watched something else with Frankie. Wait. Yeah, I'm... we watched uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Oh right. That's okay. Never mind. I thought she was an actual established voice actress, but she was in that. Okay, never mind. I mean, she's an established uh, young voice actress. Well, I guess. Yes. Now, unfortunately, uh, apparently the plan is when the chief attacks is going to hand everything over to Deputy Barney, who we see here attempting to ticket a cat. Chief's not exactly up on that idea. That's just option number one. Yes. Chase is uh, does not feel that Deputy Barney would be a suitable partner. No one does. <laughs> He's Barney oh. Fife, but he can't even tuck his shirt in right. Maybe they could transfer <laughs> somebody in off the mainland. Yeah. Someone from Castle Rock or something? Uh, that or it's going to just be going to be one of these Burns and Epo babies. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. But of course, as this is the opening of a Rescue Bots episode, peril is about to occur. And in this case, it is Danny, who is now like a test pilot. Oh my god, like, I have so many concerns. Yeah, she's causing (laughs) the peril. I don't think Griffin Rock, I mean, I guess Griffin Rock should probably be classified as special use airspace for training purposes but yeah it's that, <laughs> no don't don't you can't just fly experimental jets wherever you want to it's like randos no. going to best buy and buying a drone and okay, thinking they can just do whatever they feel like but, <laughs> but she, well presumably she was hired by an air force to do this and it's flying from the mainland to a small island and back i would guess it just does not go well because test aircraft. Maybe yeah, this she pretty was, quickly uh, pulls a Hal Jordan in this thing. 
Maybe this was a uh, Agent Fowler thing. He was like, hey, I know a pilot. Oh, there you go. He's testing that experimental jet that I don't need to wear a flight suit in. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many concerns about everything she's doing. Yeah. You have to properly schedule your special use airspace. No, especially since one of the things she's doing is crashing. Yes, exactly. That's why she ejects. can't just do these things over populated areas. It's not okay. So, you know, it is time for the team to roll the rescue. We get some new footage in the uh, in the opening. We're now getting uh, salvage and blur in there. Yeah, that hmm. was exciting. But we are still talking about our secret in the uh, in the opening song, which I don't think is going to change. I mean, it's a yeah. good well, song. They probably we'll find out next. They episode. probably don't want to have to re-record right. the opening song, considering yeah. they got like an actual band to come do it. Hmm. Yes. So, plane crashes. Uh, a the forest is on fire. They got to shoo the the picnicking mayor out of there. He's trying to have a This picnic. is why I hate nature. Machines. <laughs> Nature's not the problem. Same voice actor. Oh, shit, it is. Oh, wow. Again, shit, I forgot because we haven't been here in a yeah, while. Yeah, wow. I'm I'm not sure I ever actually realized that. So that's cool. Same. Yeah, Jeff Bennett. Oh, well. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. Well, it makes more sense that he says, this is why I hate things then. Fair. He's just not oh, doing. Well, I accidentally picked up on the voice actor joke. <laughs> Not doing his extremely uh, Jeff Bennett voice, so. No, that's uh, that's coming uh, next episode with Huxley Prescott. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That might be the Jeff Bennettiest voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Anyway, that's so. That's uh, like Owen from Gargoyle's voice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they uh, they're able to uh, to douse the flames. They talk about how they're const- about this is like their sixth water tower flood. <laughs> well, first they say seventh, and then they it's sixth because one time it was like a pool it on a rooftop or something. It was an above ground pool. Ah, and uh, you know the, the chief. You know this is why the chief's retiring because we've done it all. We're the best. There's <laughs> nothing we can uh, improve on anymore. They have reached the pinnacle of their art. <laughs> They've covered every disaster on this island. <laughs> They're starting to repeat. Uh-huh. And then they they kind of bring up that they still haven't handled one of their challenges, which is they it's been like three years and they still haven't told the people at Griffin Rock that they're alien robots. It, it's on the to-do to do list. They'll get to it. They're procrastinating. It's it's relatable. I understand. It's fine. I mean, it seems like everybody else wants to do it, but the cheat, but uh, Heat Wave, eh, not so much. Yeah. Yep, he is the leader, and he is not totally on board yet. He figures they're going to get an elf ending. <laughs> you know, from that <laughs> distressing end of series elf thing where it is heavily implied that he is taken off to a lab. Yeah. 
What wasn't there a TV movie later that picked up on that? Yeah, I think wasn't Martin Sheen in that or something? Something weird, like Project Alf or something. Yeah. yeah, and then there's been recent things where like they thought about rebooting Alf, kind of. Oh sure, it's a good series, and in a way, it's sort of it's like yeah, bring back nostalgia. It's dumb enough, but it hasn't happened. Wait, didn't he host a talk show? Yes, he yes. did. Shit! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that was a dumb idea. Well, then again, most talk shows are dumb ideas. But yeah, so so Cody goes over to. Uh, to uh, to Casa Green, uh, as you can re- as you recall, uh, Doc Green was engaged to Anna Baranova last we saw them, and now apparently they are married, and also they have a new kid. Ah, Ooh, babies. Ooh. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure how old Doctor Baranova is, but uh, look, she's got gray in her hair, but it's hard to they tell. They have science on their side. I don't know, man. There could have been a surrogacy or something. They could have had a surrogate parent. <laughs> Good news, Griffin Rock. I've cured menopause. Yeah. Or they got a cloning chamber in the basement. You never know. It is entirely <laughs> possible that cloning is involved. Well, anyway, this is uh, Cece. Aww. And uh, clearly Frankie is uh, not thrilled with this. She's named after <laughs> metric system measurements. <laughs> uh. Apparently it is short for Celine. Oh. But why is it doubled? Celine, Celine. Because calling her C would be weird. Yes. I don't know. The only other Cece I know is an anime character who loves pizza. We had a cat named Cece when I was a kid. Named after the pizza place? Mm. No. Oh. The only other Celine that I know of is uh, Dion, Dion? an X Men character. Oh, there's a oh, well, well, this is spelled with a C, like Celine Dion, not like Celine, the immortal Roman energy vampire. Okay. Ah. So anyway, uh, so Cody and Frankie, who also has an updated character model. Because uh, she's also three years older, they're they're doing like a like kind of a SETI radio telescope thing, looking for alien life, even though they know and are friends with alien life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is commented on. They they do appropriately mention that they and and in fact that that does come up that you know they could go ask the Autobots for some suggestions on like frequencies they should be checking. Which, like, my brain is like, what, isn't that technically cheating? Oh, it's not really cheating. It's like, give us a suggestion which part of the sky to look at. I would call that cheating. It's only cheating if you're doing it for, like, a competition or something. Hmm. Although I, I, I guess cheating would have probably avoided the problem they reach in this episode. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they would have been like, yeah, don't do that one. Don't use that one. Anyway, we catch up with some of the rest of our cast now. Uh, now, Graham, he is a doctor. <gasps> he got his PhD. Uh, Boulder is selling his art online. <laughs> he has a whole gallery and, and selling things. It's great. And uh, and Chase is writing a detective novel. A <laughs> competent detective. Kind of writing a novel. He's doing his best. It's just piles of wadded up paper around We get a little sample of this, and it is hilarious. It's pretty great. 
It is very dragnet. <laughs> he is doing his best. It was 6.20 in the morning. The detective knew this because he looked at his watch, which told the time, not out loud, but with numbers. <laughs> also, the sun was up. Yeah, I, th- I think he's like trying to write a noir novel, but it's coming out very dragnet. <laughs> Well, it's because he's Chase. Yes. Yeah. He's trying his best. He's, he's, he's more Joe Friday than Joe Friday. He's a good hmm. boy. Well, he, he's Dan Aykroyd. It's Joe Friday. Yes. <laughs> well, now I just want to hear him rapping with Tom Hanks. Oh, no. <laughs> and meanwhile, of course, Cade uh, has a certificate for most hamburgers eaten. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is this, like... Over a certain period of time, was it in a specific competition? I think it's one sitting. Okay, presumably one sitting. So he ate. He won like a hamburger eating contest because they have a plaque with fries on it. And the everything. plaque is it's, pretty it's great. Got to yes. be in one sitting. I would feel proud to have a certificate like that. Yes. <laughs> anyway, they they've been trying to get to Optimus Prime for months. But have not been succeeding with this because I guess he's been dead? <laughs> Question mean, mark? Uh, uh, I, I, that would make sense. Maybe Bumblebee forgot to tell them. I mean, I guess Bumblebee was, yeah, if it was before Robots in Disguise had actually quite started, then Bumblebee started. probably did not get back in touch with them. I don't know. It's a good question because there was definitely a lot going on yeah. in the other areas of the continuity. Yeah, because it makes sense this would be after he came back to life, not before he died. Oh. But wibbly wobbly time scale. Uh, yeah, this has to be after like season one of Robots in Disguise. Maybe he could have, I don't know, called somebody else? Like Bumblebee? Yeah. Like somebody who could have told you, oh yeah, you're not going to get, you're not going to, you can't reach him because yeah. he's dead. Can't reach him because he flew into the uh, well of all sparks on Cybertron, thus reinitiating the wellspring of our people. You know, it was kind of a lot going on. They might want to know. It's like he was the only one who had the rescue bot's number, and then when he died, they didn't have it. So they were just... And none of them actually knew where Quentin Rock was. Agent Fowler was... Or could remember the name of it. Wanting to deal with all that. Oh, there's an island. It's it's somewhere in Maine? Maryland. I want to say. <laughs> uh, oh, Bumblebee's bad at directions. I guess. Anyway, so they finally get him on the horn, and he's all, uh, "Hey, so uh, you you told everybody that you're uh, like robots, right?" Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I love the part with when, when Optimus finally does call back and, and he waves all, how are things? <laughs> it's like, like, it's been months and he didn't know what, what to say. It's like, how are things? How's everything going? And also, is this after he comes back to life in Robots of Disguise or is he calling them from, like, the great beyond? Maybe the uh, oh. the primes that he was training with let him have one phone call every so often. Every few months. You have met our challenge, Optimus Prime, and so here it is. This is a quarter for the payphone. (laughs) There are a lot of very... No 1-900 lines. There's a lot of continuity (laughs) hand-waving here. 
Yes. Yeah. It all fits kind of mostly. Why not? As I put in my notes, Optimus Prime has been busy doing adult shit. <laughs> it's fine. I, I've been very busy sacrificing myself for a greater cause and did not have time for your baby town frolics. <laughs> <laughs> Grown-ups are saving the world now. Uh, but no, indeed, he has instructions because they need to build Rescue Bots Academy. <gasps> what? Dun, dun, Name dun. drop of a series yet to come. Yes. And it will need both human technology and Cybertronian technology. Hmm. So this is, uh, this is basically going to be a large part of the overplot. Of the subsequent uh, season. And then, of course, the entire plot of the sequel series. Nice. Yeah, it, it's neat that they're introducing the first episode of a season almost as if, like, planning out a story arc for an entire season is a good idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Instead of it just seeing like a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, last yeah, season. Yeah, so... But, man. <sighs> yeah, it was. that was definitely some cyberverse pacing there it was not great i guess now we see where cyberverse got it i could i no. It, it's just more than it's just a surprise that planning for the next series is already happening in the first episode of this season of rescue bots the show for little kids maybe that having continuity that's confusing with robots in disguise admittedly without those primes life force i mean they share a lot of the same staff so maybe they were just busy doing all the planning for rescue bots and they were just like yeah whatever <laughs> with robots in disguise <laughs> um. oh robots in disguise was the b show oh, oh no, no. Oh no! What you ran out of story about Menasaur? I don't know. Make something else up. Your writers figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the uh, in the middle of the night, Frankie does indeed get a signal within she the solar system signal. and sends out. A, <laughs> yes, it sends out a, a real you know take me to your leader kind of greeting. But unfortunately, hmm. the aliens who uh, who get that are super weird and gross and have, like, horrible monster faces. Yes, yeah. and they're, like, pale green and they've got knobby little heads and too much teeth and, yeah. These are kind of, like, effectively upsetting-looking aliens. They're, they're, yeah. they're not great. You can tell that they are probably not friendly. It's re- it, it feels like their designs are supposed to remind me of something, but I can't quite place it. it. Like, it half feels like an alien from an old Looney Tunes cartoon, just with tiny eyes. I mean, they're kind of well, just I, like I, extra I, gnarly grays, yeah, but with, with wearing clothes. Well, and because they have this, like, straight-up 50s flying saucer, and yes, it's I just a very watched a bunch of... Much in a damn-ski UFO. Well, and I just watched a bunch of Treehouse of Horror episodes, so I just kept hearing that, uh, like, Kang and Kodos music. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, um, oh, what is that? Was it a... Not a Zither. It's a... Uh, it, uh, they do have a book with a bunch of dust on it that does indeed say how to cook for 40 humans. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Anyway, so pretty... And uh, weirdly, only one of these guys seems to be able to speak English. He's got a translator. Yeah. I mean, the rest don't need and a he's translator. Also Jeff they are not here to come in peace. He's the tallest. He's in charge. This is Invader he's Zim rules. He's the tallest. Rules. Yeah, they're operating on Invader Zim rules. He's the tallest. So they're, so they're heading to Earth to conquer it. And unfortunately, and, uh, you know, everybody else is pretty busy uh, trying to figure out how they're going to, uh, you know, reveal themselves to the humans. Uh, somebody, uh, Chase, wants to do pamphlets. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Blades wants to have a party with cake. <laughs> Except there won't be any cake. People will just show up and they'll be like, surprise! Except maybe there could be cake. <laughs> theremin, that's the name of the instrument I was trying to think of. Ah, yes. Oh. Good old-fashioned theremin. Yeah. But unfortunately, people around town suddenly start disappearing. <gasps> what? The mayor's missing. His wife is missing. Their dog is missing. Oh, no. Uh, Danny does indeed see, spot this flying saucer. She uh, she goes out to investigate, and then she gets webbed up. Well, she finds it in the middle of the woods, and then it gets covered in this odd, sticky, spinning web. Are we, are we watching Killer Clowns again, is it, Jen? Is it pink web? Is it, is it cotton candy? Man, that was such a good movie. I don't know it's, how. It's I... the perfect alien invasion movie. Well, as it turns so out, good. they do have some similar intentions to the uh, the killer clowns. Yes. Yeah. However, they do not have uh, they they do not have uh, swirly straws. Yeah, but th- this because it's following your basic classic fifties alien invasion movie. It's very much the killer clowns plot <laughs> because yes. that's what that yes. is. It's weird that, like, that movie is such a good parody and honest version of a 50s invasion movie. It's, like, the best example. So good. But it's about killer clowns from outer space. Oh, on the soundtrack. It, it's hard to top that one. It's a great theme song. It's, it's the only theme song for a monster movie that might be better than The Blob. Ooh. I don't know, man. There's Pet Cemetery. Well, because that, that song existed first. I guess you could say it's not a monster movie, exactly. Yeah. Talk about song. Anyway, so uh, so Boulder Graham and uh, Servo, the robot dog who's been hanging around this whole episode, they decide to go to the Hall of Inspiration. They're thinking architecture. Hmm. And then they get attacked by aliens there. <laughs> yes. Yet these aliens Same to are Cade, who's at a who's at a diner, which really make, uh, gives this a real 50s feel. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's where again. he... Maybe that's where he ate all the hamburgers, was in that diner. I assume that's where his certificate is from, yes. <laughs> oh, it, it, it was nice to see a diner that's, like, built into, like, a train car form. It's like, oh, mm. yes. I, those. I mean, it, it, actually, it's very much like the diner from The Blob. Yes. yes. Every uh, so often I pass one of those around here. There was one up here, but I think it changed the bookstore or some nonsense. Or at least the there was there was one in the middle of uh, the town of Fairfax when I was shortly after high school, and we would go there instead of Denny's because their coffee was so much better, mm. and there were so many fewer goths. <laughs> what? Wait, goths? At a di- were you not going at like three o'clock in the morning? Well, no, that's all the goths were at Denny's. Oh. Wait, the Goths prefer Denny's? That makes no sense. Yeah, I know. It was ridiculous. They were That's fools. 
Fools. Those are bad goths. <laughs> well, it was Fairfax. Well, I guess. DC Metro is like that. Uh, not oh, even oh, goths have personality. I forgot to mention they're not UFOs anymore. The UAPs now. Yes. Unidentified anomalous phenomena. No aerial phenomenon. It, either or, it's a thing. It's like, did wait? Did the government start that, or was it some new UFO nut thing? No, it was the government. I mean, maybe someone else might have, maybe a scientist or something might have started it, but the government is definitely using it now. It's just weird that it's like after decades, it's like. Now we're changing the name. It's like, okay, so are we dead naming them by calling them UFOs? But everyone's been calling UFOs for so long. UFO is also more fun to say. They put all this effort into making the idea of UFOs into a joke that now that we have to take it seriously, they need to use a different name. I guess. Well, because half. I don't think we just have to go back to calling them Foo Fighters. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But then you're referring to the band. But the, well, but the, the thing is, with the half of UFO stuff, it's probably just a government thing to confuse the Russians. It's like, oh, we've seen UFOs. Look, if Russia, you looked into them and spent your budget trying to do this, and instead of doing serious things, you might find some too. And other nonsense. <laughs> anyway, maybe I'll, I have opinions, but maybe that's uh, material for a whole separate podcast. <laughs> I, I'm just amused by. Not crappy conspiracy theories. Yes. Not not the usual boring ones that always go in the same shitty direction. Give me the crazy ones. Yes. The funny ones. Where were we? Did we get to the ground bridge yet? No, that, that's in the next episode. Uh, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> don't they? No, don't they mention building it in this episode? Though they do mention I mean, I that they, the, the base is building it. Yes, the base is going to have a mini ground bridge so they can get back and forth Mm -hmm. between the island and the mainland. Okay, yeah, because they haven't had that before, and it's weird that they haven't, kind of. Well, they they? haven't needed one. I guess. They don't need to go that far. Yeah, they're just on the island all the time. Yeah. I know, but it would have come in handy a couple of times. Yeah, but then maybe those plots couldn't have happened. I guess. And also, then we wouldn't have uh, been able to use our gigantic... uh, Action figure uh, okay, storage this, vehicle. Yes. The sea playset, yeah. Or the uh, land playset. Oh, yes. And also, yes, uh, the, uh, the the Michael Bell boat. The road-destroying truck. And he's in the opening credits now, too, so hopefully he's going to turn up again. Okay. Oh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, okay. Did we get to the sex book joke yet? Uh, I think that was the pamphlets. I don't... I think I... Oh, yeah, the title of the oh, pamphlet. Oh, right. Uh, everything you want to know about Transformers, but we're afraid to ask. Yes. 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 That. <laughs> Which is one of those. That's like a boomer joke. So that is like, that's been around yes. for a very, that is very, a very boomer old joke. Very old joke. Yeah, it felt those old were like to me. Uh, it was like from 1968. Hmm. Anyway, it turns out these aliens are the Velgrox. It, they pronounced uh, it like three or four different have... ways, so it's like I did not know what the name was. Belgrox, Velgrox, yeah. Velcros. Uh, it turns out the Transformers have had hostile encounters with them before, and also they eat people. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. are perfectly happy to eat sentient life, so. Again, yeah, the... killer clowns, and kind of surprising that that was mentioned in this episode for little kids. Yeah, yeah that's, I'm a little surprised at that. I thought maybe it'd be like a drain their life energy kind of thing. Or yeah. it would just be like 
I don't know, kidnap them. They could have been like, they're going to kidnap them for research the way that, that the rescue bots were scared that they were going to be kidnapped for research. But but no, the eating people, I mean, I'm all in favor of alien invaders who are going to eat people, but it is pretty uh, pretty intense for this age group. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did, they didn't like go. I'm Cattle going, mutilations, prisonplanet.com. Yes. They didn't go far as far as to say like I'm going to chew your face off. But everything else is like applied eating, and and when we get to it later, wants to eat Cade because he smells like French fries and ketchup. <laughs> it's like ketchup. Well, so yeah, specifically, this one smells of ketchup. <laughs> because I guess these aliens have ketchup. Oh, it's the universal condiment. Yes, it's delicious. Yeah, well. Yeah. Anyway, so they have now taken over the Griffin Rock power plant. They are planning to use that as their base to conquer the world. As you go do. And so they are able to... Uh, they're able to use the uh, the transmission to sort of trace it back to the ship, which then results in the dock and uh, and Professor Baranova getting kidnapped. So they, they get there, and then they just bust into this uh, Velgrock ship like they're the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> it be like wait, that sometimes. Wait. Who is it that first encounters them and, and the aliens freak out? Is that E-Wave at the diner? We're like, aliens, no. Oh, shit, these are Cybertronians. Let's fucking split. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're like, these, they're made of metal. We can't eat these people. Yes. Also, presumably have a history of making friends with edible things, so we we have to be nice to the edible things they have befriended. Then they get mad at us for trying to eat them. Because indeed, this uh, this leader does see them, and he's like, oh, is this, uh, we did we didn't realize this was your planet, Cybertronian. (laughs) And, you know, Heatwave, of course, is in front of a bunch of webbed up people who still think that he is like a bleep bloop kind of robot. Hmm. And so he has to come clean. He's like, no, this isn't our planet, but it's under our protection. So, you know, get the hell out of here. Mm. He's like, hey, can we, uh, okay, we will leave. We will only eat two people. <laughs> Heat waves like, no. Like, no, you will, you will eat zero people. He's <laughs> like, can, can we keep this one? The mayor, he will feed us for a week. It's like, no. Tempting, but no. And then they, they keep dragging Cade away. He's like, no, no. This one belongs to me. Yes, I like unfortunately. Oh, and also there, there's a great background yes! gag. Did you uh, did you guys notice yes! this? <laughs> that as as Heatwave, uh, as he reveals oh, their identity, yes. you see uh, the Huxley Prescott pass some money to Mrs. Niederlander because <laughs> yes. they had a bet. <laughs> that was great. That, no comment. No nothing. It's like only like five frames. It's perfect. So good. <laughs> I am surprised that Huxley's bet was not in favor of them being aliens. Hmm. But okay. Maybe he thought Maybe it was he thought they were like some like weirder government conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he thought they were like Gundams. Maybe. Maybe. Or time travelers. Hmm. <laughs> Although technically they are time travelers, but the uh, no, no, you're thinking of Beast Wars. Wait, did no? Because I'm just remembering the the shit with. Oh no, they did go to the future. Yeah, they they went to the future. Yes, and they've also gone to the past. Yeah, 
So I guess they are technically time travelers, yes, but they're not from. I they have time traveled in time. That makes you a time traveler. <laughs> See anyone who has okay. been on the TARDIS. Oh, okay. You're left with time particles yeah, or whatever the tachyons or shit. And I mean, of course, they they were in stasis for a long time, so they're time travelers <sighs> in the sense, like in that one Next Generation episode where like Data's head was buried. I'm not counting that. It, it frozen in place. I do not count as time travel. That's fair. You you have to leap through time in some direction. You can't just be an unfrozen caveman. Yeah. Speaking of which, we have one of those too. Yes, we did. We sure did. Wonder how he's doing. And so yeah, there is there is some initial trepidation, but ultimately the people of uh, Grimrock they're pretty interested, and that sets us up for next episode. <sighs> yeah. Well. Their interest at after being saved from creepy aliens who well yes look like they got their clothes from the same shop that the Skuxoid shopped at. Skuxoid is it Skuxoid or Skuxoid? I haven't watched season three and Skuxoid. They're two X's. Ah, okay, but but yeah, the the outfits of these guys are very G one alien looking. Yeah, like th- these guys should be menacing like. Some square-jawed spaceman on, like, a 50s pulp cover. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a bit fluoro-dairy. Mm. Guys, come on. Cats, please. Have some chill. So, yeah, a pretty, pretty fun episode to sort of get us caught up with everybody and to uh, see what's changed. And, uh, yeah, surprising amount of peril. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Eating people on a preschool show. I mean, maybe just early elementary school. Still. That's pretty intense. Yeah, I guess you can joke about aliens eating people? As long I, as they don't actually eat people? I guess so. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a classic sci-fi thing. They should have curly straws. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's not like we see a bunch of, like, bones in here or anything. Yes. No. You don't actually see anyone getting eaten? No. Nobody's getting slathered with barbecue sauce or... I mean, you know, even look at, like, Looney Tunes. That, you know... Pretty much every Bugs Bunny cartoon is ultimately about him either getting shot or eaten. Well, yeah. That was the whole plot of the Smurfs, was Gargamel wanted to eat them. Oh, he was trying to, was he, he was actually trying to eat them. I thought it was like some sort of, like, steal or magic or something. No, he, he wanted to eat them. Oh. Well, wasn't it like, eat to gain immortality or something or I other? never caught on to that part. It was always just he wanted to eat them. Yeah. Also, Shredder regularly threatens to eat the turtles, but that's... Dying on turtle soup, yes. I feel like that's... I don't know if he was actually planning to do it. Yeah, I don't know if that was ever as literal, but... It was more of an angry curse. It's like, I mean, these guys are such a pain in the ass. I might as well eat one of them at some point if I ever catch them. (laughs) Gargamel absolutely wanted the Smurfs because they were delicious. Yeah. And I regret never eating turtle soup because I think it's actually illegal in New York. Ugh. I think it was legal in Jersey, or used to be. Anyway, that was fun return to the rescue bots being good boys. I I appreciate mm. Chase's uh, contribution to literary body of work a lot. Oh, I, I hope there's another episode about his novel. I do, too. Yes. I think there's an episode coming up where he becomes the mayor somehow. <laughs> Okay, sure. Oh. All right, so I believe that now brings us to David Tokusetsu Corner. Yes, this week on one, two, three, four, five. 
five man boy Majin Sword? Oh. Did I? Yeah, a Majin, well, Majin as in like Majin Boo monster I'm magical just thing. Yell Gatai all the time after we watched Go. <laughs> um, Billions is meditating uh, when a sword flies through space and he manages to deflect it and it doesn't kill him. And the sword starts talking to him, taunting him and saying, it is, it is Saber Rugen, the. the what is it? Uh, galactic demon sword. If you wield me, you will become stronger, but you might lose yourself. And then Billions is like, bet. <laughs> so picks up the sword. <laughs> those the best kind of swords, man. I love those kinds of swords. Well, yeah, demon talking sword. I, I figured you'd, you'd love this episode. Classic. Except there's a lot of kids in this episode. There's a lot of kids in this episode because Red is teaching Kendo to a bunch of kids. Billions laughs. Um comes in, tries to attack uh, Red and nearly kills some children that are there. Oh, well. Uh, Red manages to... <sighs> I hate to think where the sword catch between hands, which would slice your palms to shreds. Oh, no. He does that, although it is a giant prop sword with spikes and a devil face on it <laughs> that talks. <laughs> so it's a little it's odd. It's a lot more surface catch. area to grab onto. Yes, more surface area than, than a little katana. Uh... Anyway, after a bit of fighting, Red managed to disarm Billions uh, by taking Billions' own regular sword off his back and deflecting the demon sword, which goes flying in the air, lands in the ground, and then one of the small boys that was learning Kendo picks it up because he wants to be the strongest little boy or some nonsense. It's how you do that, is by picking up strange swords. Which, which <laughs> strange swords, uh, oh, damn it, I forget the Monty Python quote. Uh, distributed by women in lakes yes. nonsense. Anyway, the boy picks up the sword, and and then Billions is all like, oh wait, this is actually a better plan, because the rangers will not attack a child wielding a demon sword trying to kill them. Yeah, fair. <laughs> this works for me. Sure. Uh, after a bit of directing the boy around to go kill those people, he, he doesn't actually manage to kill people, but he attacks many people and fights the rangers and nearly defeats them because they can't fight back. Uh, after all this nonsense, eventually Red does manage to talk sense into the boy and get the sword away from him, injuring himself in the process. And then Billions picks up the sword. The sword's all, ha ha, I've been absorbing the power of fighting and now I am stronger and I will give that power to Billions and also manipulate his heart to just be a murder machine and upgrade him with cool armor. And and sure. also he grows to giant size. So Saber Billion gets huge. Oh, good. So we're going to have a the giant Zord and giant robot fight. That's the best part. They do have a giant robot fight. Yes, it, it happens. It, and um, they do manage to defeat the sword by cutting it in half instead of billions, and billions just shrinks down because the sword is what made him big, which was kind of weird. It's like, oh, I thought maybe they were going to kill billions in this episode, which we're in the 40s, so like only about 10 episodes or so left, so wouldn't have been that shocking, but no, he survives. The sword does not. We've gotten to the part where uh, lieutenants do not always survive. Yeah. But uh, the boy survives, Billion survives, the sword does not, the day is saved, they're back to kendo practice. Hooray. Yay, good job. But evil talking sword. <laughs> Man, I love an evil talking sword. Same. 
All right. So that does it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with more uh, Transformers Rescue Bots. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Uh, we are on Mastodon. And we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on IaconUnderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is Patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. Uh, for the month of October, we went into spooky season with some extreme Ghostbusters. Uh, as the gang meets the Jersey Devil, and uh, we we get to have speaking of uh, the fun kind of conspiracy theories. Uh, did we decide on something for November yet? I don't think we did. I don't I think do so. I believe we have. We are going to think of something, and it is going to be super cool and fun. There's an episode... Of course, if you have any suggestions, let us know. There's an episode of X-Men about Carol Danvers... Oh, that's true. Mm. Oh, yeah. We probably should do something along those lines. It's not as funny as the... I mean, nothing is as funny as the episode of X-Men that we already did, though. <laughs> you, you mean the one about the teeth And the assassins. Remy! Uh, that one also has a bunch of Lenore Zahn in it, as this one does. <laughs> that, mm. that is true. It, it does have a lot of Lenore Zahn. But we will think of something. Uh, Canada's go-to southern voice actor. Yes, Canada's best. Well, I guess she's from southern Canada. Everyone is from Uh, southern Canada. (laughs) I mean, technically, I'm from southern Canada, sugar. Yes. (laughs) Oh, good for you. We will think of something super fun. It may uh, tie into the Marvels, or it may tie into something else. Uh, we will think of something cool. Yeah, I don't know that there's been much, like, outside photon stuff. No, I mean, uh, Carol is, she is on that, um, what's it called? Uh, That Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon. I really like that. Oh, yeah, Hmm. yeah. I don't know. We will see. We will we will do something yes. super fun. And you can listen in for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, the monthly specials are always super fun. All right. So until then, uh, so until next week, when we uh, when we build some bridges, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Okay.